This is the Olive Wellness Podcast, brought to you by the Olive Wellness Institute. Welcome to this episode of Olive Wellness Podcast. I'm Sarah Gray. Can you tell a bad olive oil from a good one? Like any food, there's a certain pungency to the aroma of off olive oil, and that of course affects the way it tastes and its nutritional benefits. Someone who spends much of her time testing, not just olive oil, but everything to do with the olive tree, is Claudia Guillaume. She's a laboratory manager at Modern Olives, the leading provider of technical services to the olive industry in Australia. Major players in the olive industry turn to the team at Modern Olives for help in project development, technical advice, applied research, and of course, olive and olive oil testing. Originally from Argentina, Claudia Guillaume came to Australia to set up Modern Olives Lab 14 years ago. And, as she explains to Chris Ashmore, her team of researchers has grown and grown. Well, I am from Argentina. I'm studying food science in Argentina. While studying the different foods, and maybe because I did have a very talented professor that I in wine and fat and oils, I decided that those two were the ones that I would like to explore further and actually pursue. So after I finished my studies and honours, I found a job as a lab tech in a food lab in Buenos Aires. This was back in 1998. Oh my goodness, long time ago. <laughs> so, and that was when the olive oil industry was emerging in Argentina. When I started in that lab, I was located in the fat and oil department where I was quite happy about that. <laughs> and I think that there is when my journey started in this amazing product <laughs> in olive oil. So after I was working in this lab for maybe four or five years, and I gained a lot of experience there with Argentinian oils, I decided to move to Spain to do a post-degree specific in olive oil analysis. I did perform that in Seville, Spain, for one year. I was amazing. <laughs> this place is amazing. So after the graduation and working in Spain for another two years and pretty much being immersed for olive oil because Spain is everything about olive oil. So I was offered to move to Australia to Modern Olives. Here I learned very other different things and not only the characteristic of the Australian olive oil, which was quite different what also did happen in Argentina or in Spain, the integration of my previous knowledge from olive oil from those different countries, those different continents, which I think really did help myself modern olives as well, I think, so to make a, a big difference and really become an expert in the Australian industry. Australia, without any doubt, so has been my most relevant experience in olive oil and, and now also in olive derivatives. So because it gave me more the opportunity to explore the olive and olive oil from many, many different points of view. So the variation of olive oil from different countries, so not a single one is the same, different characteristics, different purpose, and of course the health aspects as well. Uh-huh. And how long have you been in Australia? Since 2006, so 14 years. And 
since you've been here, have you seen the industry changing in those 14 years? Oh, amazingly. Yes, yes, absolutely. When I came to Australia, if you were to supermarket shelves, so the Australian oil were a tiny, tiny bit of the shelves. If you go now, so it's the majority. The Australian industry has grown a lot and has grown in the really good way because the Australian consumer got a huge, huge opportunity to buy really good quality oil in the supermarket, which is not the normal things for many, many other countries. Right. Consumers are becoming more aware of the qualities of extra virgin olive oil. Absolutely. So we all, as a consumer, not only in olive oil, in the majority of the different food categories, so we become more aware, more knowledgeable. So we are all chefs. We know how to cook and doing a lot of things and we explore different things. So definitely we as a consumer are learning and, and being much more educated in what we eat. Now, I wanted to ask you about sensory analysis Mm -hmm. and uh, what's the importance of sensory analysis of olive oils? Well, in olive oil, actually, I'm going to say it's the most important thing. So using only chemical parameters is not enough Mm. to guarantee the quality of the extra virgin olive oil. So unlike other foods, the sensory analysis in olive oil is mandatory. Does not matter. The chemistry is all okay if the panel test fails. So the oil cannot be called extra virgin. From that point of view, it's really important. And also, that is why it's so important to have panels that actually could assess those differences. In the sensory analysis, the positive and the negative attributes of an oil are assessed by a trained and qualified panel. So it's not a consumer panel. It's not about I like or I don't like this oil. It is an analytical panel. Yeah? So where it's assessed by a trained and very qualified people. Normally, it's a group of 8 to 12 persons which are selected and training to identify and also measure the intensity of the different positive and negative sensation in the oil. So the positive attributes are, if we put in very simple terms, the aroma of the oil, which is perceived through the nose, and then the bitterness and the pungency or pepperiness of the oil that is perceived through the palate. That is very important to classify the style of the oil. For example, if you go to a supermarket and find an oil called delicate or robust, those are very different styles. When you are trying those oils, so the bitterness or the pepperiness that they're going to have in the mouth is going to be very, very different because they are designed for different purposes. The negatives are the defect in the oils. And those ones are the ones answering the question that not all the oils are the same, pretty much. So olive oil is not just olive oil. So extra virgin olive oil are not all the same. Depend of those attributes as well to actually say which one is a good quality and which is not a good quality. So the defects are normally caused by poor handling of the olives before and during the processes, or by poor handling of the oil after you process or storage. So I always say to the people, it's not easy to make extra virgin olive oil. 
So it sounds very romantic and sounds very good and Italian type of a style, <laughs> but it is very difficult. And it's even more difficult to make good quality extraversion oil consistently. Right. What do you look for in a good quality extra virgin olive oil? In the lab, it's easy. <laughs> in the lab, we do check the acidity of the oil, for example. And the lower the acidity of the oil, the higher the quality of the extra virgin. And that is a very important parameter to know and assess as well the shell life of the oil and how the sensory is going to be. Because the acidity, reflect the length of time from the harvest and the processing actually has been very, very short, not allowing any fermentation of the fruit, which is a very, very important step. But the consumer cannot assess that. So I would say the sensory attributes are the most important. So, and the fresher it smells, and remind me to fresh fruits and vegetables, the higher the quality of the extraversion is. Many people say, oh, but I don't know, so I'm not an expert. It does not matter if you are an expert in tasting or not. So we all know when something smells good and really invites us to put in our mouth. And that is basically what to look for. So is that inviting me to have a bite? <laughs> if not, it's not that good. Right. What if the average shopper at the supermarket is looking for a good quality extra virgin olive oil off the shelf? They don't have the luxury of opening the bottles and having a taste. Yeah. What would you recommend? Yeah, it's a very tricky one. I think that the first thing that I would say is buy Australian. <laughs> so the Australian actually got less time in transport, which actually make a difference with the freshness of the oil. Then I would say that maybe we need to do some couple of trial and error and buy some brands and smell and have a look if actually got the characteristics of a good quality extraversion olive oil. And then if we are happy, repeat. And if we are not, don't buy them anymore. It's really tricky from the consumer because in today's time, so the price and with all the promotion and everything in the supermarket, it's really hard for them to distinguish between good quality and bad quality just from the shelves. Mm -hmm. What about the um, bad quality olive oil? What are some of the characteristics of a bad or a rancid extra virgin olive oil? As I said before, the sensory characteristics are also the most relevant in bad quality oils. Because some terrible oils <laughs> pass the chemistry, but they do not pass the sensory. So that is why that isn't so important and we need to pay more attention to this. So by how the consumer also could identify this, I will say the same. We have to smell it. It's not just going to be really hard just from the shelf to evaluate which is good and which is a bad quality. And what we look for when we smell, in my sensory course, <laughs> I always suggest three things. The first one, I say, if it smells fresh and invite you to put in the mouth, that is the first tick. It is very, very unlikely that a bad quality oil smells fresh. 
The second one, and that is something that always shocked so many people, if the olive oil smells to olives, it is a bad quality oil. Mm. All the contrary that we may think, or um, that all our Spanish or Greek or Italian relatives or friends could tell us. So if the olive oil smells to olives, it is not a good quality. And why is that? That is because if the fruit is harvested and piled on trucks or beans waiting to be processed, the fermentation process in the fruit starts very, very quickly. And the acidity of the oil increases quite a bit, which actually makes to decrease the positive attributes and everything that give these fresh, fresh aromas. And start a fermentation. This fermentation actually gave us the smell, very, very similar to the smell when we open an olive jar, which actually that is a defect in olive oil. The third one, and also very easy to detect, is if the olive oil smell old, very stale nuts or play-doh or waxy or fish and chip shop, <laughs> It is a bad quality oil too, because the oil is too old. The rancidity aromas are all over the oil. Unfortunately, rancid oil are very common in our supermarket. So I do encourage the people always, always smell the oil after buying it. And if it's rancid or smell to olives, <laughs> return it to the shop. And of course, don't buy this brand again. So we should not be consuming oil and rancid oil if the label states extra virgin olive oil and we have paid for extra virgin olive oil. There is a lot of studies as well that show that long-term rancid oil are not beneficial for our health. They add free radicals to our body and that is what we are trying to avoid with everything that we eat. And that is why we eat so many antioxidants as well to prevent the damage of our cell. So all the opposite that a good quality olive oil will add to your body, like antioxidant or taste in your food, a rancid oil or a bad quality oil will take away from your body. So if I'm paying for the same, which is in the label, say, extra virgin olive oil, it's not sense to pay for bad quality. So we, the consumer, got the power here. We need to make the most of our money. You've done some research at Modern Olives, haven't you, on yeah. cooking with extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. What do you have planned? Well, we have done a few researches actually relevant on cooking with Evo and how safe it is. So one of the ones that we have done was to investigate the chemical and the physical change that occur when we are heating the oil, because that is the all the big thing. So what happens when we heat the oil so we cannot cook with extra virgin olive oil and all those things? What we have done in that project, so we collect 10 of the most common cooking oil on Australian shelves, and we test them for their safety and suitability for the high temperature cooking. Each oil we put to different heating trials. 
The first one, so we heat the oil gradually to 240 degrees, which is above most of the cooking oil small point, which is sometimes one of the reasons why the people don't want to cook with extra virgin oil. oil. And the other one that we have done was like a time heating. So we deep fry the oil at 180 degrees for six hours, which is above any kitchen cooking. So we are not talking about industrial cooking here, so just what's happened to us in our kitchen. So we have collected all the samples and tested all of them, basically looking for the stability, so which oil is most stable, and also which is the oil that produces less nasty byproducts at the end of the cooking. The result has been very, very interesting because all what the opposite of the belief is regard to not cooking with extra virgin olive oil has been demonstrated in this research. The results show, as a fair thing, that extra virgin olive oil is the most stable oil to cook with. And that was followed by the coconut oil, then as the second safety. They were the top performing oils, producing the least number of the polar compound after heating. Polar compounds are the byproducts, those nasty byproducts form when the oil breaks down. So the breakdown of the oil is something that we cannot avoid. Doesn't matter which oil we are cooking with, when we expose any oil to heat, an oil degradation occurs. And that is the breakdown of the fat. And that happened to every single oil. The only difference here with extra virgin olive oil was because it has a high level of monounsaturated fat and a high level of antioxidants, that those components delay this breakdown of the oil, so making the time of cooking safer. And that is, for me, one of the main reasons why we should use natural and non-refined oils to cook with. Because when you are cooking with refined oils like canola, sunflower, grapeseed, any of those, they don't have antioxidants because all those antioxidants have been removed in the refining process. So the oils start breaking down since the temperature of the cooking was reached. While you are cooking your food, the oil is breaking down at the same time. So giving all those nasty byproducts which are transferred to the food immediately. And this does not happen to a great extent while we cook with evil, extraversion olive oil, because the antioxidant present in the oil play a very important role, giving resistance to heat to the oil. And that is very, very important. That was one of the main things that we found in our research. We found that refined oils, which actually we are giving those polar components or those byproducts, which are very detrimental to our health. There are evidence that those components have been linked to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. We have found that the more pronounced amount of those components was in refined oil, which are higher in polyunsaturated fats like sunflower, grapeseed, and canola. But also we found that they were higher at the end because they were higher to start with as well, which is 
interesting because that means that in the refining process, those components already has been developed. So even if we don't heat those oil and we consume on top of the salad, still we are eating those polar components. Another interesting thing that we found in those research as well, talking about the bad guys, was the amount of trans fat, which also are very detrimental products for our health. We found there was almost double for canola and sunflower when we heat in 240 degrees, and almost double for the grapeseed oil when we heat at 180 degrees for six hours. And again, here, so extraversion olive oil was found to be the safest and the most stable oil to cook with, followed by other natural oil. For example, avocado performed better when you are heating regard to the byproducts than any refined oil. And you may not think anyone that actually say, I'm going to cook with avocado oil. When we summarize this project in particular, the key factors that actually correlate strongly with how likely an oil was to break down and form harmful compound when hit, the main things were when more refined the oil is and higher the level of polyunsaturated fat, the worse the performance. And when higher the level of natural antioxidants and higher the level of monounsaturated fat, the best the performance. The recommendation here is always choose natural oils, non-refined oils, which have a high level of monounsaturated fat, because that is what helps to the resistance to heat. Another note that I will say here is please forget about the small point. It is useless to assess the suitability to heat of an oil. For example, in extra version olive oil, the small point is around 210 degrees. So that is very similar to many other cooking oils. But honestly, it's not a good indication of oil degradation. Because when the oil starts to smoke, it is because it's completely damaged already. And we should discard this oil immediately and we should not be cooking on it. Because that is the main reason why many industry, for example, McDonald's, is checking the nasty components when the oil is absolutely gone. So we don't want to be cooking with this oil. We want to know what happened before we get to that point. Because everything that happened in the oil is going to be transferred to the food. That is another very, very important reason why we should choose healthy oils to cook with. Because there is an exchange between the oil and the fat in our food. The healthier the oil that you cook with, the healthier will be the fat transference. And that was something that we found in the second research that we had done which was like a continuation of the first one, but more interesting because we put food into the oil. In the first one, we want to analyze what was the behavior of the different oils without food. No one do it in that way. When we understood the behavior of the oils, so actually we started putting food in to know what happened to the food, which actually we are interested in. And that is why we have done this second study that was again, so we use several cooking oils from the Australian supermarket and we fry different foods 
180 degrees. We use chicken, chips, and some vegetables. And we have done like four, six hours frying cycle over 48 hours. So much more what any person is going to do in the normal kitchen. This one was very, very interesting. For example, if we analyze what's happened to the chicken, keeping in mind that the main objective here was to assess all this oil fat transference between the food and the oil where it was cooked. The results were amazing. In the case of the chicken, for example, we found that the chicken fry in extra virgin olive oil had a healthier fat profile, 7% more unsaturated, monounsaturated fat that the chicken cooked in canola or grapeseed. And also we found that the chicken fry in extra version had half the amount of trans fat that the chicken fry in canola. So that was not surprising to me, but was really, really good to see this in numbers. So we can actually say an X amount more or an X amount less and why it's healthier. When we assess from the antioxidant point of view, the chicken fry with Evo also had more than the double the level of antioxidant than the chicken fry with any refined oil, canola, sunflower, or grapeseed. And also the taste was better with extra virgin than with the refined oil. In some of them, the oil started in the last cycle, so it started like smelling quite fishy, which is quite normal in oils like start breaking down. The key finding here, I think, that was that not only is safe to cook with extra virgin olive oil, it is healthier. Claudia Guillaume, Modern Olives. That ends this episode of Olive Wellness Podcast. To learn more about the nutrition, health and wellness benefits of olives and olive products, please visit the Olive Wellness Institute website at olivewellnessinstitute.org. Until next time, I'm Sarah Gray. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.